0: what's going on everybody welcome to Monday um and uh actually in my back office today that is because uh one of my lighting ballasts has gone out and it's just kind of weird looking when I only have one light on one side of me um speaking of which I feel like that light bulb's also out so we'll get that handled um (laughs) so let's talk about growing up um We have a really interesting like, conversion of circumstances in our society right now that are causing most of us to never grow up. Um, I believe that this is a major driving factor behind addiction. I believe it's a major driving factor behind what's going on, Scott. Um, Behind the fact that we just have a plague right now of people that aren't able to like adult as it were um now the interesting thing about it is that i think that most kids are like in a hurry to become uh, adults um and what they are not seeing is the responsibility behind that because a lot of times our examples aren't great um with the you know, advent and invention of the internet and its continuous progress in our society, it's also made instant gratification even easier. Um, phone addiction, all-time high. Um, it's only going to get worse. Uh, drug addiction, all-time high. Probably only going to get worse. Um, but these are all symptoms of not having grown up. Um, You know, I usually keep these uh, talks relatively, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, I usually keep to a minimal on like my personal belief system when it comes to like, you know, faith and stuff like that in in these talks. But I'm just going to make a small quote, you know, and I don't know the the whole thing by heart, but I think it speaks to the situation. You know, when I became a man, I put down childish things. Um. And that's not just talking about toys. That's talking about our childish behaviors. That's talking about our childish mentalities. That's talking about all of the things that we would expect a child to do. Now, it's understandable when you're a small child to be selfish. It's just part of the nature of being a child. You've had your every need cared for as a baby. Um, And even as a small child, most of your needs cared for. Somebody was always there to help or fix or do whatever the hell happened in your life that needed doing. Um, But... On the other side of that, though, there comes a point in time at which we have to start kind of like, for lack of a better term, like (laughs) taming our children. Um, We kind of have to train them. And I'm not saying like a dog or anything like that, but like essentially it's not so different a concept is that we want to have that child domesticated in such a way that they can function within society as a contributing member of society, but still have a sense of individuality. And if it sounds like that's a tall order, if that gives you anxiety thinking about how you might make that work as a parent, you're having the correct response. (laughs) So it's okay to be worried, it's okay to be confused. But what it's not okay to do is to not act based off of those things. What's up, Chris? Um, And one of the things that Lacey said recently that really hit me hard, and it was like, we're already on the same page, but sometimes she says some stuff that I'm just like, damn, you really put that in a very succinct way. Um, and, uh, what she said was that like my child's, and I've had this conversation with him before, but my child's future is more important to me than how he feels about me at any given time and how I am being the parent. And I was like, well, holy shit, man, that's pretty, that's pretty accurate. I get that. Like where there's just going to be times when they don't even like you because you're keeping them from doing some stuff that they want to do, but you know, isn't good for them. All right. Well, to use the small child metaphor again here, like, we have to watch after small children because if we don't, they'll fucking kill themselves. Anybody that has children knows that tiny children are fucking suicide machines. Like, they're just tiny suicide machines. They're not trying to kill themselves, but they do stuff constantly that would absolutely get them, get them thrown right off the fucking genetic timeline. All right? And so, you know, drink chemicals they're not supposed to, eat things they're not supposed to, not even pay attention. You know, they're licking their hands and putting them in their mouth and touching everything in their environment. Like, it's a miracle that most of us survive to adulthood. It's a miracle that even currently with all the safety measures that children still survive to adulthood. Um, but as time goes on, as you get older, those things, that those, those behaviors that need curbing and redirecting and stuff like that become more subtle and they become less obvious. Um, you know... For example, my children know not to drink bleach. Seems relatively simple. But they don't have the experience yet to understand how dangerous certain types of people can be, how dangerous certain circumstances can be, how dangerous certain behaviors can be long-term. But being 37, you know, I'm only 37, it's not really that far. I look at it like I'm I'm maybe getting close to halfway through this if medical science continues to grow how it has. But um, I have seeing my own behaviors well enough to understand that there's certain things that are good and certain things that aren't good when it comes to behaviors in general. And especially mindsets, concepts, things that we think, paradigms that we think under. And that has become more and more obvious to me as time goes on that all those adults around me that told me those little phrases and kitschy little things and all that stuff, cliches, were actually right. You know, when they told me you'll understand when you're older, They were fucking right, but it made me so mad when I was young because I felt like, man, you're marginalizing me because I'm young and you don't think I know what I'm talking about. Well, actually, yes, you're correct. One actually thousand percent correct. You are young and you don't know what you're talking about. However, I don't hold that against you. I'm not looking at you like thinking you're dumb. I understand. You just don't know yet. It's okay. But I'm not going to let you hurt yourself because you don't understand it yet. So... Therein lies the hard, hard thing about being a parent with some of that stuff. But now that I have a frame of reference for y'all, I want to apply this to us as people. How grown up are we really acting? A lot of us think that if we just go to work and we provide a place to live and sleep and food for the family, that that's enough. It's just not. You know, a lot of us think that you know, we don't affect those people around us when we do things because it only hurts us. We're wrong. And experience tells us that. (laughs) Your kids will never fail to emulate you, but they will always fail to listen to you. I think anybody that's a parent can attest to that. All right, But they will emulate the behaviors, the mentalities, the thought processes, the fucking excuses, the work ethics, the good and the bad. They will emulate all of it. And hopefully along the way, they'll take some of the good stuff with them. And hopefully along the way, we can be mature enough take a moment and try to really like minimize how much negative stuff that they take from us because an interesting thought process is that you can have a trauma from your childhood that you behave a particular way because of and your child doesn't even have to have the same fucking trauma that you did to also have the same life problems you do because they witnessed you behaving a particular way internalized it and made that a paradigm for themselves and I keep comparing this to our kids, you know, and if you don't have kids, um, you know, it's it's almost a rarity nowadays. But if you don't, you know, you can still apply these same things to you anyway because there's people that look up to you that you don't realize. And when we try to live like we're some type of island and that we don't affect, influence, and inspire, or, you know, unspire, I guess the word would be, I don't know, um, you know, get, get, repel people from us, um, we're wrong. We're we always, at all times, doing that. And so... It is important in the highest mode I can possibly imagine to just have, for you to be an adult, for you to be a grown-up, whatever you want to call it, to have integrity. And uh, interestingly enough, I didn't plan this, but that's written right behind me, okay? (laughs) Totally unplanned, I promise you on that one. Um, But integrity is the idea that you do the right thing when nobody's watching. But here's the kicker. You're watching. When you do the right thing when nobody's watching, you're watching. When you do the wrong thing when nobody's watching, you're still watching. And because of your integrity or lack thereof, you will behave based off of those principles, based off of those experiences. When you do bad shit and watch yourself do it and don't stop yourself from doing it, you feel bad. You don't like yourself. You don't like your behaviors. You don't respect yourself and so on. When you do the right thing, even when nobody's watching, it gets easier and easier to do that right thing, even though it's often inconvenient. In fact, I would say that the correct thing to do in 99.9% of the situations in life is the thing that makes us uncomfortable. Weird, you know? Nothing good comes from soft-ass shit. (laughs) Nothing. Like, if you're my age, and I'm not that old again, but if you've reached the ripe old age of 37... (laughs) you'll start to notice that sleeping on super soft mattresses fucks you off all the way. You know, we're, me and Lacey were talking about that this morning because uh, her mattress is fucking her back up all the way and we're having to look at replacing that. Um, if you go the soft route of not taking care of your body and getting some exercise in every day, it fucks you up. There's nothing in this life, nothing in this life, not one thing, that's good that comes from having a soft approach to stuff. When things matter, we must approach them hard. That's what we respect. We respect people that have strong, firm boundaries. We respect ourselves when we have strong, firm boundaries. We respect people that do the right thing when nobody's watching. We respect ourselves when we do the right thing when nobody's watching. So, essentially, I think by way of deduction, we can come to the conclusion that to be an adult, to be a grown-up, To grow up means to put aside soft shit. It means to put aside comfort for the correct thing. To put aside instant gratification for the right thing. Because it takes you until... Change your approach and change your mattress, right? (laughs) It takes you until you are about seven for you to start gaining memories and locking in life experiences that help you understand the difference between delayed and instant gratification. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV, but I like to research stuff. I'm very interested in the human mind. Um, I don't remember where I picked this information up, but I did at one point. It's probably from one of my speaker things that I listen to all the time anyway. But because of that, we don't have the ability to rationalize really at all until we're you know well into our teen years because we're just learning, we just experience the idea that rationalization is an like a concept even understanding that it exists at seven or eight right so imagine the grasp you have on language at 37 years old versus the grasp you had on language at seven now two like you barely knew that words existed when you were two you knew a few of them did and people made noises but you kind of just picked it up on context and body language well we have to realize that our own worst enemy is always us. It's never been the other people, especially in modern society. I mean, I guess we have wars, we've got enemies, we've got blah, 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 blah. But really, even in those contexts, our worst enemy is us. Do we give up? Do we not give up? Do we allow these people to step on us, or do we not? The The most inspiring things throughout the course of history, the most inspiring stories that you will ever hear, always come from people surviving hardship the likes of which most of us couldn't ever understand and hope to never experience but hardships coming whether or not you want it to come it's coming hardship is a part of life and if we allow ourselves to become comfortable in the easy times and not stay in a position where we're growing at all times in the easy times when the hard times come they will fucking steamroll you and that's what it means to me to be a man that I'm prepared and ready. I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. I don't wait around for bad shit to happen. I am under a mindset and circumstance at all times that when stuff happens, I'm like, what do we do to solve this? I am in a problem-solving mind state, not a I can't believe this just happened, what do I do, mind state. Even in the worst times that have happened to me in the past year, which were fucking dark, I only allowed myself to stay in those mind states for at most a day or two. And that was just a constant fight to get that the fuck out of my own mind. Lacey? James. Oh, what's up, man? Um and I just have to fucking put it out to y'all. Like, you must stop living softly if you want to really look at yourself like a grown-up, an adult, a real motherfucker, don't live soft. And the softer you live, the ready, the, like, the less ready you are when shit hits the fan. The reason why we train our soldiers constantly is so if the shit does hit the fan, they're ready to fight. Muscle memory is in place. Your worst enemy is the demon that lives in yourself that will defeat you if you allow it to. Agreed. Now, I know not everybody that believes the same way I do, but I believe that everything that comes of God is of love in some way, shape, or form, and that everything that comes from the enemy is in some way, shape, or form involved in fear. And what Chris is talking about here, I think, is the just the primordial battle that lives within all of us between fear and love, between choice and reaction, between running and fighting. Alright? There's obviously going to be times when living to fight another day is is important, but that is again a choice, not a reaction. It turns out fighting can be just as much of a reaction as running. But both. Both are just as useful in the right circumstances. And we must exit ourselves and look at it from a bird's eye view in such a way that we can make the decision to do the correct thing. And again, this is where being an adult growing up comes into play. We have to look at ourselves from our bird's eye view. We have to see our habits and the way they affect other people. We have to see how we make decisions so we don't do them emotionally. We have to see the situations we find ourselves in so we don't make emotional, irrational decisions consistently. We're gonna do it sometimes, it is what it is. I wish I could say that we don't, but that's the struggle. That's the beautiful struggle of life. If you could get it perfect all the time, it wouldn't be interesting. I wouldn't wanna live it personally. I get my sense of self-worth so much From doing the fucking hard shit that doing the soft stuff don't even make sense to me anymore. Sitting around and not making art makes me insane. Not going to the gym makes me insane. Not doing these things makes me insane. Not having meaningful conversations with my children makes me fucking insane. But here's the the kicker. Here's the real kicker. I don't believe that when I don't go to the gym or when I, you know fucking don't take care of my fucking physical life or my emotional life or my family life or all those things i don't believe that i'm experiencing pain from not doing that i believe that i've found the solution and now the pain that i was experiencing before is much more obvious to me because when you know the solution and you don't take it it's not a mistake it's a choice and when you choose the wrong thing man does that shit fucking hurt (laughs) That's why addicts struggle so much with self-worth, because they choose the wrong thing over and over and over again. And to get clean, for me, personally, one of the things that made it work was that I just chose one thing every day, and that was to not use. And then I chose another thing that was more difficult, and chose another thing, and I struggled in other areas of my life. And every area of my life had to be brought under submission And under scrutiny to the idea that I could choose something different and I didn't need to just react on feelings. I didn't need to act on whatever felt right at the moment. And that to me is what being an adult is. I think it's when we can choose to do the right thing and the hard thing. No matter what. To have integrity. Even when nobody's looking. Because somebody's always looking. God, the universe, karma, whatever you call it. It's fine. But more importantly you're looking and you know whether or not you're a liar you know whether or not you're a deceitful person you know whether or not you're a good person and all of those things that you have where you worry whether or not you're a good enough person let me just tell you something really quickly shitty people don't think like that (laughs) give yourself a break because that's hard to do too (laughs) as it turns out not sitting on your own back and hating on yourself is the hard thing to do, not the easy one. So give yourself some credit. Stand up straight. Smile at people. Put your chest out. Life's fucking awesome. And you can make it even better. Love y'all. Let's all grow up together.